Sean, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Andy. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, I'm, I'm I'm flattered and honoured to be on uh, on on the Last Rise podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. Let's move on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. No, no he's it, it's it's. I think he he understands clearly what's going on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What the actual? F- <laughs> <laughs> First off. This there is no last rap podcast. <laughs> this is Curban Canyon. It is Curban Canyon, and you're quite correct. It's just the way Andy pr- propositioned it to me. Oh, really? Uh, Interesting. You know, he said to uh... <laughs> Interesting, Andy. Now, now it's all making sense. Talk about talk about giving and then taking away. You give me the nice little build up. I thought, all right, someone's on my side. This is great. And then boom, under the bus I this go. This is what happens when you have minimal sleep and also you 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 know it, yeah, it's my fault. So yes. I get it. It's even better to be in part of the Kyber Canyon. No, no need to apologize. <laughs> it's not it's it's not it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Let let Andy, let let me roll the intro this week. Welcome to Kerbin Canyon. The podcast put together by me, James, and some utter feb in Australia <laughs> called Andy. And we're joined by Sean from Ren 11. Hey. Welcome to Curve and Canyon. Thank you so much for the warm welcome. Uh, really appreciate it. <laughs> so, Sean, you're uh, let's let's move on. You're a new dad. I am a How, new dad. Are you sleeping? Uh, uh, trying to. Uh, yes. Congratulations! Thank you so much. Uh, Dawson was born just over nine weeks ago now, and uh, he's he's amazing. Uh, absolutely rocking our world, and and I've got to give a massive shout out to my wife, Vix. She's uh doing an incredible job as well being a it's first time mum for yeah, her amazing uh, just bl- she blows my mind man how she's it's just so natural for her i know i appreciate it's years of evolution that has led her to uh to, to be able to to be able to do that but uh, she's 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 an absolute master when it comes to to everything so uh incredible yeah 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 I don't, I don't think evolution makes it any easier on our wives and our partners i think it's uh nah. just an interesting point of reference it's still bloody hard work so i'm glad to hear she's uh she's doing yeah, well she's, she's doing incredibly well and is uh dawson um is that a, an homage to he of the creek uh funny enough yes actually I, <laughs> it was it, incidentally it was because we were, we were searching for the perfect name and we we we, we looked at uh, like Gaelic names like Taron, um, uh, Hudson as well. We looked at, and you know, sometimes you, you, you see certain kids and they, you find out their names and they tend to be challenging. Let's say I, I, I want to be as, as, as polite as possible. And you just think I'm not calling my son <laughs> that name. <laughs> if he turns out like yeah. that, that's not going to happen. Um, I, I but, get it. I've got three kids. We went through that process three times. And every time I was cringing, thinking about some of the names my wife was coming up with. Yeah. And she hated all the names I came up with. I eventually just gave up and was like, uh-huh, yeah, that sounds good. It's not It's not an idiot I knew at school. It's not somebody that, you know, is an idiot on TV. So, sure, it's benign. Great. Thank but you. But also, it's, it's, you've got to make sure it rhymes well. Because if it rhymes with something that's bad, you're like, he's going to be ridiculed. I can't no, totally. 
you know. No, oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. You know, so. Or if it if it the way it connects with your surname creates some kind of word then that sounds like something else. You know, then they're going to cop shit at school. you got to think about all this stuff. You just reminded me of something, funny enough. So my dad's name was, was Eric. Uh, and my mum, uh, I'm half Lebanese and half Irish, and my mum was Lebanese, and she had a very thick accent. So when she used to call me and dad for dinner, it was always uh, my dad's name first and my name. And I always used to snigger. And I don't know how anyone didn't pick it up, but when you heard it, it was like, Eric, Sean, <laughs> just just literally as a child. <laughs> <laughs> and, and no one picked up on it. Sally, my mum passed away like 10 years ago. And it was uh, me and dad and my, my, my family, my extended family were kind of just talking about it. And I, and I said, you always just make me laugh and told her about it. And my dad never picked up on it. And he, he snorted and, and, and wow. cried and laughed at the same time. So, yeah, it's... um. I hear what you're saying. You've got to be careful of the combinations. Um, you do. You Dawson do. Matthews, do you know, it just sounds like he'd save me that from a burning good. building. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Already. Or or maybe maybe famed Porsche driver. I was going to say race car driver, surely. Yeah, well, fingers crossed. Dawson Matthews. Fingers crossed. You know, um, uh, <laughs> we'll see how he fares. One day he'll inherit the, uh, the Ren 11 Empire. Uh, that will have grown by that. Yeah, time. he'll probably he'll probably be into electric cars and be a right letdown though, wouldn't he? Oh shit! <laughs> we've, all, we've all got that ahead of us, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> Terrible, Dawson. If you're listening, many years from now, and your dad's on uh, on the the uh, the last rasp podcast. <laughs> Uh, he won't mind if you're onto electric cars. Don't worry. Oh, do you know what? I'm uh, I'm really never going to live that down, am I? Oh, no, you you will. You you'll be fine. James is just going to carry this little bit of hurt forever, but it doesn't matter. That's he'll he'll just push it down, push it down, and push it down, and we just suppress these things, Sean, and then eventually they blow up, and that's when Shay, James will be in a clock tower with an AK forty seven. That's right. In a, in a, in about a year's time, when Andy and I are doing that road trip from uh, from Melbourne to Perth, and I drop him off somewhere in the middle, but <laughs> he'll know. He'll know I'll why. Drop him off. You mean, uh, you know, there's something coming from from the back. Could you just check it out? Exactly. You sure you're coming back? <laughs> <laughs> and all because I threw you under the bus, Andy. I feel bad. <laughs> Look, I'll I'll share the messages with everyone. There was no there was no mention of a last Rasp podcast. I just want to. I just want to say that up front now, just in case anyone's wondering. If anyone thinks I'm trying to break free of James, I am in many ways. But (laughs) I've got to say, Andy, I do feel for you for this episode because you got two Brits onto one Aussie, and you know that's just. Well, the odds are still probably in your favour. Yeah, to be I was say, that's that's okay. I don't know what I was thinking organising this. Maybe that's why I said it was the last Rust podcast. <laughs> uh, well, so Sean, tell us about Ren Eleven. We're here to talk about your uh, contributions to the Porsche community right now. And I've been a follower for a while, and uh, I think you were one of the first pers- uh, one of the first people Andy suggested that we get on the pod right from the get go. And I'm really glad uh, you've managed to make it on, but. Tell us a little bit about your story and your, your history with uh, with Porsche. Again, very flattered. Thank you so much for, for wanting to include me. I still, I find it quite, um, 
<laughs> I find it cha- uh, interesting that people want to, to speak to me about about Porsches as well because I've come I've come in for, uh, as being a, a bit of an outsider and a, and a fanboy and I'm learning as I go along. Uh, it's 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 interesting and I, I don't hide the fact that I'm not the most knowledgeable person, but my knowledge is increasing with every day because of the research I'm doing and and I kind of linked into to Ren Eleven and the start of it. Uh, originally, it was called that Nine Eleven page because someone had already taken the 911 page uh, <laughs> and uh, I thought it was a yeah. it was just for me funny it was a, it was a very strange time uh, in my life so I lost my my dad uh, four years ago and the day after I lost my dad I just thought uh, it'd been in my mind to just create a little uh, page just for the love of Porsches or 911s as I as, as I had and I did it and it was a form of escapism um, and it during that time there was a lot of changes in my life and a lot of struggles but the thing that kept me going was escapism and I started to just get really deep into the 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 Porsche scene researching into things I never even really paid much attention to the infinite different models that were available over the the past six almost 60 years mm-hmm. and you don't realize how rich the history is as an outsider until you take a deep dive and you realize how many yeah. rs's how many rsrs there are you know the the, the yeah. differences between uh, the the short wheelbase and the and the long wheelbase that came in like 68 and you know the little uh nuances between certain model years as well uh, and and it just it it blew my mind um not just that but what really caught my eye was the the social aspect of Porsches I was uh, I know you've interviewed and, and and spoken to 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 Drew Drew Manley um and he's an absolute hero I love that guy uh, I've got so much time for him and he was kind of the one of the reasons why Ren 11 became a thing. So he was on a podcast, PCAR Talk, which uh, Mike and, and Aaron, oh yeah, um, very good mates. Um, uh, and again, they it was it was their podcast with Drew that you know really grabbed my attention. Um, Drew was talking all about community and how it's so important bringing people together. The cars are all well and good but it's the people that matter. And that resonated with me completely. I've always been very much people first, um, friends first, and the cars are complimentary almost. And that's where Ren 11 kind of took a a, a, a a turn from that 911 page. It was a bit of a twist. And, and then I decided on Ren 11. It just sounded right. Um, I wanted the branding to sound like it was Porsche. I didn't want it to look Porsche. Um, yeah. I think a lot of brands out there are very there's certain brands that stick out that don't feel very porsche like but they are porsche like nine works for instance i think they're doing a great job um those lads um, i was at their awards actually funny enough uh, i got given a personality of the year um award yesterday i was like the oh you did hey well done somehow i got a personality who knew um that was really awkward. I, I got awesome. up on stage and I didn't know what to say. I just started, hi, I'm sure you, you probably no don't know me. When you got up. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Um, but yeah, nine works, last rasp, dare I say it. I'm sorry for bringing that up again, but you did tell me to do that, Andy. Um, and... Uh... <laughs> 
If I'm if I fall, I'm taking you with me, man. I'm telling you. You um, can just. <laughs> that, um, and, and and that's where Ren Eleven came from. You know, you can. You, it sounds like a Porsche page without it being a Porsche page. Um, and and yeah, that was the start of it. Um, and three years on, and closing in on fifty thousand followers on on just Instagram alone. And I and I focus on Instagram because the the picture side of things, uh, and it's a lot easier to keep up to date with talking to people and being social on that platform. Um, a lot of people yeah, like yeah. stretching across to like Facebook and Twitter. And I do have a Facebook and I do have a Twitter. I do have a YouTube that I need to pull my finger out and, and do more stuff on. But Instagram is is great. It's a nice, simple platform to, to use. Um, and I've done a fair few events. I've got a new big event coming out uh, alongside the Players Lads over yeah, at Goodwood, um, the, uh, where the, the motor circuit in July and... Yeah, Ren Eleven, man. It's just, it's just, it's it's kind of a beast. I don't know. I don't know how it's happened. It's just, just gaining momentum. <laughs> That's fantastic. And um, is is all the content your own, or are you sort of a, an aggregator for lots of different Porsche content? Yes, because there, I, I know there are some folks that only post their own stuff, and there are other folks that essentially just repost anything they find online. And where do you fall in that spectrum? It's a mix. Um, there's there's stuff from my own creations. Uh, like during lockdown, I did a few um, uh, Instagram lives, a bit like what Andy you were doing as well, um, and just getting um, finding finding a way of, of of bringing new content to people um, in in lockdown, and it was live, so able to incorporate other people other people's questions as well. Um, some of my own photography, a bit of my own filming as well. Um, and then there's a lot of sharing of, of things that I find interesting. But for me, it's not just a case of I find this picture, look at this cool sled, have a nice day. It's, that's that's not me. Yeah. I ask questions. I, I ask permission from the original photographer. I have a great friendship with an awful lot of photographers now, and it's really stood me in good stead. It's showing mm. respect. It's the minimal thing I can do. I mean, you know, sometimes they say, yeah. well, no, actually, do you know what? I've not encountered every time I ask, uh, uh, you know, and, and there's been an evolution of how I showcase the the work by the, by the original um, creators. So, you know, if you look at any of my recent posts, the first person that gets tagged is the artist himself. It's not the person who owns the car. That's great you own a car and great you've worked on it, but it's the artist themselves, the photographer, the filmer. That gets yeah. the, the first. It's, that's the most important thing. Without them, there would be no content. Um, and, mm. and, and, yeah, I share that and, and and it gains momentum. And and there's always a story attached to it, unless it's something just like the RMC boys in, in Miami just doing some crazy donut shit in their uh, <laughs> tuned uh, Japanese spec Porsches, you know, because – yeah, they're just nutters, um, or, or, or something similar to. I like, I know what I like, and I, I do have a broad taste. But anything that looks, oh, by the way, uh, what's swearing like on here? Can I, can I, can I drop a? If I, I like things that look a bit fucked, does that make sense? <laughs> Sorry, say, say that. Again. <laughs> I like things ruined. Um, it's interesting what you say. Uh, you know, you're talking about. Um, the nine works uh, 
event last night because that to me speaks a little bit to, and you've done it with your flat sixes and flat whites, um, this thing around Porsche does a really great job of building their brand and Porsche does a really great job of doing things to um, support and enhance the enthusiasm of the brand globally. But I think what's really interesting is the ownership over that that now enthusiasts have taken themselves. And, and you know, by way of example, I look at what what Lee has done and, and, and with Andy and, and, and that their nine works event last night, what you're doing with your events. It's interesting, isn't it? How now the enthusiasts have control over bringing the community together and, and, and what that Porsche community stands for rather than it being driven so much by Porsche. Do you, do you feel there's a, there's a role for the way Porsche does it, but then there's a different role for, for us to play? I think, for many years, not just Porsche, but most motor manufacturers don't really have real enthusiasts in mind whenever they whenever they do stuff. Everything is very clinical in their approach. I used to work for an OEM. I used to work for Volkswagen Group um, in, in the UK. And when you look at, I may, I may sound a bit of a hypocrite from what I'm about to say. Have you heard of Worthersee Treffen in uh, Austria? It's a basically a huge, uh, it's a huge gathering of Volkswagen fans with modified cars that, that it's endorsed by Volkswagen group or it was endorsed by Volkswagen group. It's been around for okay. over 40 years now, 41 years this year. Um, I, I think it's not been going on the last few years because of COVID obviously, but um, yeah. And Volkswagen used to showcase some concept cars there. The most notable one was that Lamborghini engine Mark VI Golf uh, with the Lamborghini engine in the in mid-engine. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a terrible car that doesn't work, but it does work visually and, and orally, and it's it's a wicked wicked piece of kit. Um, and that's that's Europe, and they love doing that stuff. The real events like two weeks or a week before where proper cars go in that don't look like they've crashed through an, an auto jumble sale backwards um, as such. But I, I, I'm not knocking it. You know, at the end of the day, it brings people together and it's great. But everywhere else, it just doesn't seem they have that kind of uh, – it's almost like frowned upon with certain enthusiasts. Like like the stuff that uh, – Andy, me and you are, are similar. We, we, we like our things – uh, James is probably as well. We like our things fettled. We don't like standard. We we like to yeah. imprint yeah. our own personal tastes onto onto vehicles. And there was an advertising campaign by Volkswagen UK about fifteen years ago when the Mark V Golf was out, and it was just showing cars that were not even tastefully or untastefully modified. It was modified to make it look like it was distasteful um, with flames down the side of a Mark IV Golf and and, and a horrible like body kit that just looked like it was yep. melted. Um, and then I, I just, it, I've always felt a bit alienated by brands um, and they never really want to get involved. I think Magnus Walker has had a, a real positive effect on the yeah, Porsche 100%. scene. He's kind of coined, he may not have actually done it. It was probably someone else, but the whole outlaw thing, when you think of outlaw Porsche, you think of Magnus Walker. You think of that kind of look and, and the, 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 the group R kind of style of, of cars and everything's just like built 
to, for use. And because of that, I think Porsche are now realizing that, you know, the Porsche demographic isn't necessarily your, how, how do I say it? Doctors, not <laughs> just the doctors, not just the, the wealthy people that have done well in their lives that are in their, well, our age group now, dare I say it, Christ. I turned 40 a few weeks ago and I still can't bloody believe it. Um, uh, but, but that, that kind of mentality. Now, I think we've had this discussion, Andy. Um, ownership is, I wear Vans. I wear, I'm wearing like yeah, just yeah, yeah. slim jeans and a, and a, and a t-shirt. And this is what I wear normally, you know, or a, I even had a Ren 11 cap I was going to wear, but I thought that's overkill, man. Um, I don't need to sell too much merch on this. <laughs> it's only a podcast, so. Um. <laughs> don't worry. J- James is wearing his auto amateur pajamas. He's like fully kitted out, so don't stress. <laughs> I think. Show them the shoes, James. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm not wearing any shoes right now. Flip flops, Andy. You know me. <laughs> I, think, I, I think now. The, the, there's some big hitters that have kind of taken control. I, 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 I look at people like Cool Collective. I look at um, the likes of Raj, um, what he's doing at the moment. Raj Sanger, um, who runs Cardio Security. He's got a great, good, nice, tidy collection of Porsches and, and other cars as well. I, uh, and and I, I look to them and, and think that they are kind of taking the momentum of the whole modified Porsche scene and, and pushing out a little bit more. Uh, and and I'm kind of, I, I hope I'd like to think I'm kind of helping that as well um, because I, I I don't want to go to an event and make it, and it feel like I'm just stepping into the um, lockup area of a Porsche dealership waiting for used cars to go out. That's kind of sometimes how it felt like in yeah. a lot of events. And again, I'm not knocking like pristine yeah crisp original cars and i love the fact that no, no, it, I get it. it's still bringing people together does that make sense it's just i want to see something fucked you know uh, i want to see something that's a bit tatty i, I want to see something that is has, has been clearly taken to to the track i want to have uh, i want to see something that shouldn't actually work but it works uh, I, I want variety uh, and it'll be interesting to see if Porsche start really picking up on that, I know they've started touching upon. If you look at what they've done for consumers, they've they've given you like the heritage kit, and you can choose to have um, certain choice liveries uh, on on nine nine twos, and that's that's cool as fuck. But at the same time, it's just a little step toe in the water. I want to see more of that. I I feel like for me, I think for okay, I've been a Porsche follower, let's say, or a brand fan pretty much all my life, but I've been a Porsche nut, you know, ever since I've started owning them in the last five or six years. To me, I feel like Porsche tolerate the aftermarket scene and they tolerate the enthusiasts for, uh, I don't know, mainly because they, they can't do anything with it. You know, the, the, the enthusiasts are here to stay. They love the brand. They're always going to love it and modify it and drive it and publicize it. Um, but th- they're a huge pool of future owners in generations to come, you know. And how many people do you know that bought their first Porsche 
in their 40s having just turned 40 and like oh, i've wanted this since i was 20 since i was that kid that went to that car meet and saw that mm. you know 9 11 or whatever it was uh and then 20 years later down the road they have got the money to buy it and they've, they've bought their car i think porsche are still making their cars thinking about and maybe not the doctors and the lawyers but the bitcoin billionaires that are going to spend 275 grand on a brand new gt3 or you know 200 grand on a, on a turbo um which is great. That's where they're going to get their, their margin. That's where they get their money from. But the, the sort of extended mm-hmm. um, enthusiast community is just, it's the long game for them, I think. But how, how much they get involved, I think I've seen that start to change in the last couple of years. Like you mentioned, things like the um, uh, the heritage package and the, the sort of the, the classic kind of retro decals, you know, you could maybe call them. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do going forward. I as as somebody who you know puts Porsche content out there, I've had a couple of knocks at the door from the uh, from the Porsche lawyers telling me that you know I can't use that silhouette or I can't use you know that particular language on my website or in my videos. Um, and I've complied, you know, very very nicely and politely. Oh yeah, sure, no problem. Um, but they they're aware of what's going on in the enthusiast community. I know I know that much. It's interesting the notion though that that them tolerating it. Because, because I've you know I've certainly heard of the lawyers getting getting involved, and I think they keep a pretty active um, eye across what's happening. But I, I think in terms of uh, Porsche kind of tolerating the um, sort of enthusiast driven side of, of of the brand, I'm I'm maybe a little less cynical about it than that because I think from their perspective they have to do the corporate piece, right? And 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 almost everything they do has to be the corporate piece. And so when they feature when they talk about the heritage of the 911, for example, then if they show a 992 and then they show generations past, they're either gonna show what those generations looked like off the showroom floor or what they looked like racing. They're not gonna show you know yeah. a slammed 964 hammering along a freeway in LA, right? Because that's just doesn't sit with the brand but that said i think i think for them knowing that that side of 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 their business and that side of their core enthusiast and audience group um is still highly engaged is still running events building Mm -hmm. community putting out content that's ultimately helpful for them so they know they don't need to play in that space because that space is doing just fine with with people like us and 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 you know people who have been doing it a lot longer than we have kind of driving that space but don't you think that we have a, a duty of care to ensure that you know i guess maybe i'm moving a bit far forward in, in what you're saying but us as enthusiasts are almost a gateway to the possibility of new owners coming to the fore you know yep. what you do on 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 YouTube, James is 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 wicked, and and I know you've you've been doing it for 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 quite some time, um, and again you've gained an awful lot of traction um, because a lot of the work you do a lot of the work yourself on on, on the vehicle. You you just get stuck in, mm-hmm. which is great. So yeah. you inspire people to to want to just go, fuck it, let's do, let's try it myself. Um, you know, uh, Andy, you've got an incredible taste when it comes to your, your 964. For me, it's like an evergreen kind of how I would have a 964 uh, if I was fortunate enough to, to be able to, to, to own one. 
Um, uh, and again, it attracts certain people because they then they start thinking, I would love to have a 964 myself and buy into that. And then for them, Porsche isn't necessarily, you know, white socks up to your, up to your top of your calves and uh, new balance shoes and, uh, and jeans like, like typical Corvette owner, but you know, the, the, without the Corvette stuff, it's Porsche stuff. It's Porsche motorsport or, or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I feel that, we, like you say, it's almost like a passing of a of a, a new guard. I think that's something that Mike from Picar Talk mentioned a long time ago. The new guard are incoming, uh, and we've all come from different walks of life. I've come from modified Hondas and modified Volkswagens and Volkswagen Group cars. Um, so my my tastes in modifications come from that kind of style, um, and and then I just see Porsche as an extension of that because for me it's a it's a performance brand, something a lot of fun, something that's it's very tactile uh, in everything. The whole thing, it's built around, it feels like it's built around a person, um, the, the engineering side behind it. So as, as someone, and I said this last night in, my, in the, the acceptance speech, once I got a clue of what the hell was going on, um, I said, you know, we've we've got a duty of care to ensure that we are the most welcoming thing in the world because if they were to go to, let's say, I may, I may cause a bit of upset with what I'm about to say, but at the end of the day, give a shit. Um, it's for them to do it, <laughs> not yeah. for me. Don't, don't worry about it, mate. The flack will all come our way, so... <laughs> It's like, it's, like, it's like Porsche Club GB, for instance, okay? Um, and I, t- I speak about this from personal experience. Um, you know, when I first got my 911, it was at Salon Privé. I took it to Salon Privé, and I was with a couple of friends of, of ours that I've met, incidentally, through, through Ren 11. Uh, and I was talking to the people at Porsche Club GB, just saying how excited I am about my car. And they were going, eh, eh, okay. I'm just like... Okay, you know, you're supposed to be representing the Porsche Club of Great Britain, one of, if not the oldest running Porsche Club outside of Germany, and and you're just kind of fobbing me off. Am I a dickhead? You know, uh, kind of, I, I got really agitated, and it made it even more pertinent for me to say, well, if anyone, any anyone, whether they're 10, 20, 90 years old comes to me and starts talking to me about Porsche. Do you know what? I'm going to listen. I'm going to ask them questions. I'm going to build that relationship with them. I'm going to make yep. them feel like they matter because they bloody matter. You know, yeah, yeah. we, we are kind of custodians of a, of a, of a, of a really important part of, of automotive history. And we're kind of making that history now with, with what we do. How many awesome channels uh, of, of media are there out there all to do with Porsches and and then it's not and and it's not just Porsche it's like Porsche and car so it's almost like you know that yeah if you it's incredible really when you consider it and and why big brands haven't picked up on this and gone yeah do you know what we need to be every man because every man does love and every woman does love this brand I don't get it yeah and it just it that kind of agitated me <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it. And I, I see sort of both sides of the argument where 
um, you know, you can imagine that people are, are very proud of the sort of, you know, the, the, the nature of the luxury brand that Porsche represents. Um, and, you know, that needs to be protected to, to one degree or another because to the people who own the company, yes, they're passionate about making cars, but it's all about making money. Um, but the looking, I guess, socially over the past 30 or 40 years, people's access to money has just gone nuts, you know, whether it's through capital gain, whether it's through property, whether it's through credit cards, whether it's just through, you know, um, quality of life and salary. And and also at the same time, that's been going up. The prices of cars that were $100,000 20 years ago are now $10,000, you know, or $15,000 or $20,000. And, you know, the everyman can afford a car like that. And and that person that couldn't afford a $100,000 brand new car 10 years ago or 20 years ago can now afford a $20,000 996. And they're in it. They're in that Porsche 911. They're in that dream. And I think I think both sides of that kind of coin need to be aware of the fact that the culture is always going to continue changing just like it does outside of Porsche as, as generations grow, as people learn, as people move around the world, as people have new experiences. Um, and within, I've got to be careful what I say now, within my own um, Porsche community, we've got Porsche Club of America and then every region sort of has its own, I think there are maybe 12 sub-regions within the country and I'm part of the Nordstern region, uh, which covers Minnesota and the Dakotas and Iowa, I think, and anyway, somewhere in the middle of where all the cornfields are in the middle of uh, America. Um, I've come across both ends of that spectrum. One of my first Nordstern socials was with a bunch of people who saw me pull up in a 996, didn't want to talk to me, didn't really want to say hello, Um, uh, you know wanted to sit around and talk about the agenda for the next six months about all of the different, you know, business events they were going to be having and, and, you know, investment things. And we're going to have our secretary session and our treasury session. And, and me and four or five other people that joined there for the first time, just looked at each other and thought, you want to go for a drive? And we did. And so we we sort of spawned our own Porsche club in the twin cities with hundreds of members um, that just get together socially randomly maybe every couple of weeks we go for a drive we go for breakfast we go to someone's house um and it's not to discount the porsche club of america because i've come across some amazing friends there and and some of their events are excellent like the 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 race events that they put on at one of the professional tracks north of the twin cities really well managed you know very welcoming very friendly um but there just wasn't at the time that kind of i guess Facebook, Instagram, kind of like, you know, fluid dynamic, which was, hey, let's just go for yeah. a drive. It was, oh, no, we've got a meeting scheduled in four weeks. And, uh, you know, we're, we're putting pizza out and, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's going to be free Coca-Cola. Just wait till then. Oh, it's like, but let's, no, I'm going to go drive it. my car But let's bring, that, let's bring that full circle, though, because I think the positive yeah. in that is that there is a, a, a pocket of the community for everyone, right? For every flavor. Because same thing, right? Yes. I joined the Porsche Club of uh, Victoria. They run, I know their motorsport events and everything are terrific, but I took, you get a magazine every quarter with that club. And I, my first magazine arrived and I saw a photo of, or groups of photos, I should say, of people at a winery. You know, they'd done a drive up there, someone giving speeches. And I just thought, yeah, no, nah, not for me. It's, it's, that's just not my bag. But that said, for that audience, 
great. There's that, there's that outlet. There's yeah. that way to connect. Mm-hmm. There's that way to socialize that is fundamentally about bringing the people together um, uh, via the brand. Is that my tribe? No, it's not. But the great thing is I've managed to find a bunch of people. You've said the same thing, James. Um, Sean, you've said the same thing. You've managed to either find a group or create a group around you of like-minded individuals who you are brought together fundamentally because of this product, because of this ridiculous passion we have for this thing on four wheels. But then out of that come these beautiful friendships and great mateships and stuff like that. So I think you know, if I could put a positive spin on it, I think the I think the the great news out of all of that is that regardless of where you sit on the Porsche spectrum, um, there's there is a group of people who will be welcoming, and it's shit that maybe if you are a, a an owner of let's call it a a lesser a lesser car that perhaps your first experiences aren't that great if you do it through the club and you and you you experience the snobbery that you guys um, both articulated, but you know on the plus side. There are so many, so many similar people who do just want to get out and drive, have a few laughs, don't give a shit about what you do for a living, don't care how much money you make. They're just there for a good time, the same as we are. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think, I think you're right as well. You know, I, 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 I would welcome people no matter their, you know, what they have. Funny enough, I have, like, fathers and sons who turn up to events like Flat Sixes, Flat Whites. There's a gent who, uh, uh, Dave, he, he, he's he got a 996 Carrera 4S uh, on BBS's slammed. Oh, mega. Expect. It looks proper, proper car. And uh, his dad came to Flat Sixes, Flat Whites, and he was like, yeah, do you know what? I think I'm going to buy a Porsche. So we bought a 911T, a 991.2 911T. No way. In guards oh, red and, yeah. and, and yellow yellow belts, manual, yellow belts, yellow uh, contrast stitching, yellow uh, brakes. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, ceramics, carbon ceramics. The car's immense. And he's just bought into that completely. Um, and he, he Porsches in a particular way. And he appreciates that other people, like his son, Porsche in a particular way as well. And um and I think that is is what I want to see more of, just acceptance. You know, you you want to go to an event and if it looks different, then great, let's talk about it. What have you done with the car? How do you make it so low? Is it drivable? Yes, it is. I can do this XYZ. Uh, he he may not be able to drive it like like other people drive theirs, you know, but it doesn't matter. Does that car bring that person enjoyment? Does that car bring that person a sense of belonging? Uh, whether it's belonging to to the brand, was it is that belonging to to a group of people? Is that belonging to 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 whatever it is? You know, it's it, it, it's it, it's cool. You know, it's it's amazing that there is such variety coming out in the Porsche world. Like, there's nothing. I can't. I, I can't see any other brands really doing it as much as this. Maybe BMW, I suppose. Dare I say it? But be. I don't know. You can't. Can't. can't you know. You can get really cheap BMWs with a one point four liter engine. I don't think you can do that yet with Porsche. No. Nah. And 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 speaking of uh, speaking of engines, Sean, what's uh, tell us what's happening with your nine nine six? Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> long story short. 
Oh, fuck it. Let's go for it. Oh, you can cut a short story. story long if you like. Yeah, okay, cool. So when I bought the car, um, when I bought the car, I uh, two weeks after I bought it, I had a pre-purchase inspection done, and the pre-purchase inspection, the guy said, do you know what? The clutch feels a bit heavy. It could just be it's heavy. It could be it's on its way out. And two weeks later, it was definitely on its way out. It, it went. And so I took it to a local uh, specialist, and fortunately, social media said that the specialist was well-respected, well-loved. They did come across as really nice and decent. Uh, had the clutch changed, flywheel changed at the same time, they were going to get the IMS. They said they'll get the IMS changed. Uh, and they were offering a special package with a, a, a particular bearing, an EPS bearing. And uh, I thought, yeah, why not? May as well cover myself. Uh, it's an early car, my 996. It's a, it's a, a cable throttle, so it has the dual row bearing. Um, anyway, uh, another thing on the pre-purchase inspection that was uh, uh, mentioned was there was a slight whirring sound from the back. He said, it may be IMS. So I thought, well, it may as well change it. That should eliminate any sort of problems, right? Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Got the car back at the same time, had some other bits done, Bill Stein, PSS 10s, uh, and got it um, all, all um, properly set up by a company called Centre Gravity uh, over in Atherston, um, which is sort of Midlands area in the UK. They're very well known, an incredible bunch, um, uh, a bunch of people. Um, and... Then I was driving it, and then I heard this weird whirring sound between two and a half to three thousand RPM. Took it back to the company. It sounded a bit like a a, a heat shield. You know, sometimes you get a bit of rattling, uh, a bit of resonance mm -hmm. at certain speeds. So I thought it was that. Yeah. He said nothing seems to be rattling underneath. Don't know what it is. Took it back and it started getting more pronounced as time went on. Um, I went to a different specialist, so, you know, um, just because I, I organized a, a deal to do some social media stuff with them uh, in conjunction with looking after doing, adding some bits and pieces. I went with a numeric racing shifter, gyro disc, uh, brake discs, um, you know, uh, they're, they're oversized. Yeah. Um, so Great setup. Up front. They look yep. amazing. They look the, 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 the bollocks, you know. Sorry, I, I was trying to think of a polite way of saying it, but I think stuff it. Uh, info I, I was hoping, I was hoping you were going to say the dog's bollocks. <laughs> no, you're, you're an enabler, James. Thank you. Um, yeah, proper, proper. Um, and uh, what else did I have done? A wave track diff put in. Um, and whilst I was sorting all that out, um, I said, look, that gearbox sound, it could be the pinion bearing. I know it's a known fault on the 996. Uh, um, gearbox on the six speed anyway they they find that there was some oil leaking out the back <clears throat> i did have the rms changed at the same time as the ims or at least i thought i did turns out um the ims was on its way out spectacularly um the actual bearing was chewing itself um some of the ball bearings were missing Oof. they were crushed and in the engine the um, crank cover, the plastic crank cover, was smashed and went through the engine. Um, if they put the engine back again and started it, the engine would have been a catastrophic failure. Um, so, 
yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't good. So what happened, <laughs> what happened then was, uh, um, I, I spoke to the, the specialist. I'm not naming names. Uh, I spoke to the specialists and they said, uh, I'll, I'll speak to the company. We got the, 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 the bearing from, I hadn't seen the bearing physically myself at this point. So I thought, you know what, stuff it. I'm going to speak to the company. Uh, and I spoke to them and they said, but we haven't actually provided IMS bearings to this company for a long time. They wouldn't tell me why. <clears throat> and sometimes it's that inference of them not willing to say anything that makes you go. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. He said, would you be able to send me some pictures of it? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll send you some pictures. And he looked at it and was like, that's not one of our bearings. This is what one of our bearings looks like. And this company, their bearings look a spitting image of the EPS bearings. So they've got the cylindrical bearings rather than the balls. Um, and uh, they said, uh, we, we colored it this way because EPS came after us. So we were like, yeah, we're not having the hassle. So theirs is like red and black yeah. or something. And I was like, right, okay. And then I looked at the... I looked at, I, I saw the, 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 the bearing myself. I had it taken over to RPM Technic over in Tring. Absolute legends yeah. of people. I'm very good friends with Ollie and Lydia. Ollie is the, the, the main guy who, 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 owned, who started the business and Lydia, who's operations manager. Um, and they looked at it for me and Ollie said, yeah, it's the original bearing. So uh, I paid to have work done and it wasn't done. No. And... Yeah. Um, so, willfully? Well, it sounds like it. If they've said they've done it and they've said yeah. when yeah. you've gone to them then and, 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 and called them out on the, listen, this has happened, I've had a catastrophic failure, and they've said, yeah, yeah we'll talk to the manufacturer, i.e. Yeah, still wanting yeah, to cover the tracks. Maybe. maybe I've done you dirty. Okay, yeah. Maybe I'm a bit naive still, or I just have the best intentions of people. The person in question has been helpful massively because I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the gravitas of what Ren Eleven is, and you see that kind of number of people and how easy it would be for some one else to kick off and then you, make you it threatened him, right? You, you threatened. Let, let's be honest, you threatened him. I did. You said, "Listen, mate, I'm going to name and show." I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even have to. You know, when I throw people under the bus, I look them square in the eye and do it on, uh, on yeah. a podcast. <laughs> oh, don't I know it? Don't I know it? <laughs> when I'm uh, like I said, if I'm falling, I'm bringing you with me, Andy. Uh, uh, no, no. Um, the um, I I went to him and asked him again, and he 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 told me a line, and I said, "Look, this is this is the facts. I need um I need you to pay." I, I I want you to pay for a full engine rebuild. I want to take it done elsewhere. Um, there's probably reasons that the person did what they did. Um, I don't believe that inherently people are, are evil or bad. It's just people make mistakes. People, you know, get into situations and troubles. And, and I like to think he's possibly it's happened to that person. And I feel for him, but I also feel for my pocket and, a car yeah. that I love and I, my 996, I'm never selling that car. It's for me, it's the, it's the, the, the best of, of it's, it's everything I've ever wanted in a 996. Yeah. Uh, it's and, uh, and it's an heirloom that, that will be, you know, Dawson's 
um, in the future if, if, if he sees fit. And if he doesn't, then pff, I'm being buried in it. Chin up, son. Um, <laughs> uh, I, uh, uh, you know, uh, Dawson's um, Carrera. There's the next TV show. <laughs> Dawson's Carrera. Yeah, sounds. Yeah, Dawson's Carrera. That's very good. I hope he's not going to be sobbing at every moment when a leaf falls from a tree or something. Let down. No. Um, so yeah, he's given me the money for the engine rebuild and uh, having it done That's by good. a company called called Track Group, who specialise in engine. Uh, rebuilds for race cars, Porsches, and 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 oh, Lotuses. Nice. Um, so, yeah, they're they're doing a fantastic job. There's some other bits and pieces going into it as we speak, which is great. Um, oh, I was going to say that's not that's not actually a bad outcome, is it? I mean that it, it wasn't a nice, it, you know, it wasn't a nice situation. It, it's bad not experience. nice to deal with those sort of things, but um, you know, getting your engine rebuilt, it's an opportunity to throw in a few more goodies. The worst things have happened. What 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 are we doing, Sean? We we talking cams? What's 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 going on? I think on a three point four, it's only worth putting cams in if you're going three point eight and above. Yeah, right. So yeah, there's no cams. Um, so what do you do? Not, well, it's not going three point eight and above. Hey, it's not being put up to three point eight liters or above. That's all I'll say. Uh, I I got the sense you're being a bit you cagey. You're gonna you're gonna just. You're, you're saving a reveal for your followers. <laughs> it's it's going to be good. Um, the, the company have started doing their own um, sort of hot rod rebuilds uh, of uh, of the M96 and M97 engine. Um, so increasing displacement and some other choice bits and pieces. Um, so it's uh, once it's finished, I'm going to get it rolling, roaded, and dynoed properly. I want to see some proper gains from it. Um, I expect from what's been done, probably 25, maybe 30 horsepower more. They seem to think a bit more. I'm, yeah, I'm happy with that. It's the mid range that I think is going to be really, really good. Uh, to experience on that it's already lighter than a gt3 um being a carrera 2 um and um I, i'm gonna hit my first track day this year it was supposed to be last year but this year yes apparently it's a slippery slope so the, the idea behind the build is is a is a is a club sport cs carrera cs if they if they did the same thing as they did in the 80s with the yeah uh, yeah back in 87 nice with the g g series uh cs that's what mine would be so a little bit lighter not too much engine rebuild you know uh, engine work sorry um but I, I just wanted to to have that kind of go between between a carrera and a gt3 I, yeah I could have, it I doesn't could have need bought, to be crazy no, no, I could have bought a GT3, but then I, it would have been, I don't know, it's just, I felt like a waste. And then also, where can I modify a GT3? Jesus, it's like going crazy. So a career yeah, for yeah, me yeah. is always, is, is, is the best one to start off with. Um, and, so uh, you've, in, you've enlightened me about something. I didn't know the C2 996 was lighter than the GT3. Is that yeah, just yeah. the wing? Is that just the wing that's heavier? You know, <laughs> that taco wing the... is a heavy wing. <laughs> no, no, um, it, it's 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 a lighter car. I don't even know where the lightness comes from. I can't believe it would be the the Mezga engine. Um, but yeah, the C two is that is very pure. It's the purest version of of the car you can get. 
Um, you know, that's why that's why this, especially if with the Mo thirty setup, you know, they're 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 a really sought after piece of kit. Um, you know, it's the lightest nine eleven they made since like the G series, I think, because it was lighter than a nine six four. It's definitely lighter than a nine nine three. Um. Yeah, the the the, the nine nine six is brilliant, brilliant car. So well and so well, so well planned out as well. Um, yeah. I don't know; it gets a lot yeah, of yeah, knocks, yeah. but you know, and I know Andy's not. He wasn't originally the the biggest fan, but I think he's he's come round as time. Oh, dude, I'm a I'm a massive fan, and and yeah, I I'm first to put my hand up and say I was a hater when they came out, and um, because I did. To me, there were there were two things that were. Um, fundamental to the design DNA of the 911. One was the silhouette, which they evolved with the 993, and the other one was the frog-eyed headlights. So I, I felt I felt angry at them. Um, but <laughs> I did. That's I was. I was literally. I, I was. But but I've got to say, first of all, I think now the original fried he- fried egg headlights. I love the way they look. When my when my I've got a bunch of buddies now with with first gen um, 996s, some of which are, are, are GT3s. Anytime one of those is behind me, I love the way they look on the road. I love the way they look in the mirror. Uh, I just think they're spectacular. And, you know, this lightness you talk of, you know, my, my, my mate's 996 that I had the pleasure of driving and filming with, the way that car feels on the road, it is to this day one of the best cars I've ever driven. And this thing's a Tiptronic, right? So it's got everything against it in terms of people would say that's not a car yeah. an enthusiast it should buy. perfectly that that car that car dude it looks at you know that car you know Al's car it looks freaking great and the steering on it I I don't think I've felt better steering in a car that I've driven I really don't so you know the the mods you're talking about making you don't need to chase insane horsepower you get you get the handling right on that thing you get some 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 good subtle gains in the mid-range like you say that becomes then a great do-everything car that you can take to the track, but you can still go blasting down B roads and have an absolute ball in. What a what a what an awesome machine! It is, you know, a, a friend of mine. He's got a, a nine six four now. He's got a Mark II Escort and a nine six four, and he had a nine nine six. And I remember very early on, I was talking. He said, "I, I love the nine six four, but it just doesn't drive as good as a nine nine six. The nine nine six was by far the best handling car I've ever owned." And you think to yourself, like, you know, why why buy a nine six four? And maybe this is controversial. Easy tiger, when you, easy tiger. <laughs> when you can have a far better, I car, like where this is going. <laughs> when you can have a far better car uh, with more space. Um, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, jokes aside, I'd love a nine six four. I'd love one from every bloody era. To be fair, uh, I've got a real fascination with G bodies and nine thirties at the moment, especially Japanese ones. The like the um, uh, is it garage. TBK, that big like oh, nine three four front bumper with the the the, the yeah, big yeah. pod lights, that thing that looks like Wangan Midnight uh, Midnight Club kind of. Oh man, I just love it. Anything that pretty much anything that RMC Miami sell, um, I, I'd 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 have, I'd own, and that kind of look is really really good. Um, but yeah, the nine going backwards a little bit. The nine nine six for me is just 
It's peak, peak Porsche. Uh, I grew up, I was 15 when it came out and I remember as a kid walking home from school, there was this uh, Arctic Silver one that used to drive past me. Uh, is it Arctic Silver? I don't know. Yeah, they, they, I think they did come out in Polar. Arctic Silver. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it was Arctic, yeah. So it used to drive past me. Uh, I was I was fortunate where I grew up. It was quite an affluent area. So it was always nice cars. Um, Nick Mason used to live around the corner from where I, I grew up. So I used to see F40s from time to time, which is <laughs> fucking crazy. But anyway, this, this 996 yeah, yeah. used to drive past me, and I used to think, that looks incredible. It looks so space age. Those lights, it feels really like 21st century. How 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 phenomenal is that? Um and 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 yeah, I just I fell in love with it instantly. But but yeah, you know, it, it's it's funny how how things get derided over time. One hundred and seventy five yeah. odd thousand people buying it. Surely it couldn't be that bad if so many people bought yeah. them, bought them. So, are the worlds caught on? Yeah, I think so. And when I moved to London after university in ninety nine. Um, that was right around the time when all of these sort of newer looking 911s were just popping up all over the place. Mm. I'd spent three years in Hull and, um, <laughs> there weren't many Porsches <laughs> knocking around in Hull. <laughs> and during that time, the 996 had launched. And uh, I remember going around all the different areas of London thinking, wow, what's happened? You know, that I really liked how it looked. Um, and uh, now I'm back in the 996, I've been sold the 991. Uh, I, I really miss the PDK gearbox, but just like you were saying, Andy, um, I'm really enjoying this drive. The, the the feeling with the road, the connection with the wheels, just just even little things like being able to see the the sort of the brow of the headlights from inside the cabin, yeah, and watching them move as you drive. Where I, you know I couldn't see the headlights from inside the 991. You just look like a regular car. Yeah, um, I'm all over it. Disappears. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that's right. Mm. So what's uh, next for uh, Run Eleven then? You're gonna fix your nine nine six. You're gonna. It yes. sounds like surprises all with some awesome mods, which uh, <laughs> we're not gonna get an exclusive of today. Unfortunately, Damn it. we tried. On, on, we tried, on, James. You know what? If this was Curb and Canyon, maybe we would have got the uh, exclusive. We got the scoop. Just because. <laughs> it's just because this is soft last, last rasp podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you, know, do you know, there's there's certain things that I, I listened to a podcast recently, the High Performance Podcast. Uh, you, you should listen to it; it's fantastic. Uh, my day to day job role, I'm a I'm I'm a trainer, coach, like you know, for sales, after sales, life, anything. Um, and and the, the, there was a woman on there um, who was talking about. Uh, type one and type two traumas type two being very serious type one being less serious but you know it still has an adverse effect on you i think what i did at the start of this podcast is considered a type one <laughs> tra- level trauma uh that i will take with me to my grave and uh, i'll be able to live with myself but hey it's now recorded it's saved and i get to listen to it every time uh, just to just to bring me down to to earth again you know well, i've got personal well, hey, here, no it. sean you're a dickhead. <laughs> it's okay. If you're taking it to your grave, though, you're getting buried in your career anyway, so you'll still yeah. be happy. I, uh, hopefully I don't have it on, like, repeat, and my, my body is just succumbed <laughs> yeah. to that in, in the car. No, so what's next for Ren 11? Um, so the, the big thing this year is the Flat 6 show at Goodwood. Um, I was asked by Jay McToldridge um, from 
players. I don't know if you're familiar with players. Um, they they've been doing shows in the UK for yeah. Jay's nine six four is phenomenal on on uh, ITBs as well. The thing just kicks. It's just so good. And he's he's I've I've known of Jay for many many years. And um, we we started talking a bit more, as especially as Ren Eleven started taking off. And he asked if I wanted to be involved with the Flat Six show at Goodwood. I mean, you know, the dream was, uh, the idea was always going to be, I want to do a proper show after the the, with the likes of um, Das Ren Treffen in Miami, which for me is one of the best sh- like Porsche four day Porsche events. Have, have you have you been yet, James? No, I want to go. It is it is incredible. Dashman Treffin is one of the greatest events like uh, out there, um, and and I wanted something like that that you go to and you just feel so not just enthused by the cars that you see, but the the people that you get to meet on the day because it just captures the right mood, it grabs the right attention. Um, and him when Jay said, "Do you want to do it?" You know, it's going to be a good word. I'm like, yeah. Fucking too right, I do. What, yeah. a, what a location. Yeah. 100% Goodwood. Taking Porsche and then adding Goodwood to it and then saying there's an event there. And we've got Porsche GB uh, as sponsors now. We've got Porsche Classic involved. And um, there's something coming from the Porsche Museum. Or not just something, some things. That's all I can say right now. Some old but, German people. Uh, yes, I mean, you could call them people, but they're on wheels. So, And that's not mean they're, oh, they're disabled. I'm saying they're not people at all. They're, they're cars. <laughs> this has got awkward very quick, hasn't it? Abort, abort, abort. <laughs> I've just got this this picture of all of the, 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 the grandparent, the great-grandparent generations all on their ventilators in there with their nurses coming over to the event. <laughs> Frau Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah it's it's going to be it's going to be immense so that's the next big thing um as far as ren 11 is going um originally do you know what funny enough i was actually thinking about starting a podcast but i feel like all i would do is muddy and dilute the water and what i would bring to it there's so many great people doing fantastic podcasts out there now likes of yourself your curb and canyon there's um as i said the nine last works rasp. guys are doing some some great stuff there's that new last rasp um podcast coming out soon. <laughs> dropping soon <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like my shit solo album <laughs> you do look a bit like gary barlow from take that as well andy do you know that <laughs> Oh, thank, you for, star. thank you for that ammunition. Given I've just rolled out of bed, I'm going to take that. I'll take that. <laughs> no, no, you're a good-looking <laughs> bastard, so just fucking take it, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, that, that's that's uh, that's it, really. You know, the, the, the event's the big thing. Uh, I suppose I didn't really know where Ren 11, in what direction Ren 11 was going to go when I started it. I just knew that I had to bring people together somehow. And events for me are a great way of doing that. Um, it's 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 something that's it's not easy to do. It's there's a lot of planning involved, a lot of preparation, a lot of wooing people, and and, and trying to make sure that um, you get the right people involved as well. But once it all comes together, there's nothing else like it, and the the. The promise is it will be a very different and unique 
Porsche event in the UK because it's it's a mix of things. It's not just air-cooled. Uh, and people like Frank Casti do a fantastic job of, of bringing people together and praising air-cooled cars in the UK. You've got the likes of the, the Luftgekult group of people. Um, uh, Jesus, that Luftgekult's amazing. And the, the British one was amazing. You went to the one over at the... Um, Indianapolis and the Bottleworks. Indy. Yeah. That yeah, was and I went, to, I went to Universal. It is. What a, what a great event. Universal looked incredible, um, the way they curate. And that's kind of the, the the focus of what we want to do. But the thing is, this time it's going to be like an original, dare I say it, 85 3.2 Targa parked next to a slammed 996 that just looks like, if you look at the subframe, there's not much of it left because it's scraping, next to uh, a, a Focus Manti Racing GT, uh, Cayman GT4, next to uh, a, a really nicely modified 964, next to a race spec 924 uh, Carrera GT. That's that's like so kind cool. of what we want to be going for. That's what we want. We want that kind of... Yes, they may not look connected, but they all are, and that's that's the angle that we're going for. Um, and and it will be it will be immense. It will be absolutely immense. so for for Andy's mum and the other three people listening to the Last Rasp podcast. Where where can people find out more about this show? Uh, on the Flat Six Show, you can find out information on the Ren Eleven page, which is at Ren Eleven. That is R E double N E L E V E N. You won't find it if you type in the number eleven. Um, how many people do that? Is is yeah, I, I would do that to be fair. Um, <laughs> also, the Flat Six uh, Show. That's www.flatsixshow.com, where tickets are available. Um, it is a strictly ticketed event, so if you want to go, get your tickets in, and believe me, you'd want to get your tickets in because it's going to be huge. Um, Amazing, no and that's Saturday. Amazing, Saturday, ninth of July. Yes, it's actually my wife's birthday, and I am in Ooh, the doghouse. What a great present! She'll be stoked. Oh yeah, she's so stoked. She is <laughs> yeah. so stoked, Andy. I get booted every night um, by her, and 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 she's got a proper kick on her. Like a yeah, rightly so, rightly so. Well, hey, Sean, I, I, I want to acknowledge you um, for your passion and for, you know, your real focus on on community and just, you know, talking to you today, it's you, you're, you're an excited, passionate individual and I think, you know, I think really inspiring and, you know, we look forward to seeing whatever is next for, for Ren 11, certainly look forward to seeing uh, footage and photos from the show at Goodwood and, Dude, thanks so much for joining us today on on the Last Rust podcast. <laughs> thank you, Matt. Oh, I um, thank you again. Do you know, I still, I still, joking aside, I still feel very humbled when people who, I, dare I say, are more authorized in in you know the in, in Porsche than me asked me to 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 be a guest. It still blows my mind. So thank you so so much. It, it means an awful lot. Do you know, actually, and I'm going to publicly acknowledge you too, because uh, we may laugh about the whole last rasp thing. When I was kicking around ideas and trying to think of what my 
content platform was going to be called. It was you that I ended up brainstorming with via Instagram. We were messaging each other and we went right down the rabbit hole of German names for uh, for windscreen wipers, all sorts of stuff. And I'll never forget <laughs> And it was it was so good, and and I'll never forget it. You were the first person who I showed the name to and showed the logo to, and all I wanted was a little bit of positive reinforcement of the, is this right? And I sent it to you, and your response was "fuck yes," and I was like, <laughs> and it was the best. It was it stuck with me forever, man. So That's thank awesome. you. Uh, well, mate, it just sounded so good. It sounds so right. It, it's it's amazing. Last rasp. It sounds so good. Maybe that should be another tagline, you know. Um, but it does. That's <laughs> no, it, okay. It's, okay, no, good idea. Yeah, that was a shit idea. What am I thinking? No, it's a good idea so for the well, pod- It's a good idea for the last rasp podcast, though. <laughs> but, but it, I mean, yeah. But Carbon Canyon sounds a lot better anyway because I get that. I, yeah. I I see the. I see the, the the canyon. I see the, the the drive. I see. I'm really trying to dig myself out of this shitting hole that I put myself. In. <sighs> well, thank you so much. for Probably having a me. good time for us to wrap it up. <laughs> I think so. No worries. Thank you so much, guys. You're a legend, mate. Thank you. Yeah. Cheers, Sean. So great to catch up with Sean from Ren11 today. If you are not following him on Instagram, then please make sure you do. Gang, as always, thank you so much for listening. Give James a follow at Auto Amateur on YouTube and Instagram. And me, Andy from Last Rasp, you know where to find me too. And we'll see you guys next week. (laughs) 